eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. And I got to tell y'all, I don't know how long we'll be doing this podcast anymore because earlier today, the player known as Chris Paul, CP3, some call him the point god. I don't. Justin doesn't. My nickname for him differ, but now that he is almost officially a warrior, I don't know that I can call him some of the names that I used to. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chris Paul will become a warrior and our beloved Jordan Poole Sorry, y'all. Y'all, I'm step. If you if you watching on video, I'm looking away because you know this updates coming left and right. So we trying to make sure we don't miss anything as we record in. But our beloved Jordan Poole has been traded to the Washington Wizards, and I mean, I think the last time we were on here, Justin and I spoke about this. I didn't think it was possible for the team to really do anything this season, honestly. Because, uh, well, I didn't think it was possible with Jordan and, and, and Dre being on the team. I didn't think they could coexist. Um, Justin was sort of like, oh, let's hope for the best, you know. But, I mean, I think we all thought if anyone was going to be traded, it was going to be Poole. So I don't think that Poole being traded was a surprise to us, though it still hurts a little bit. For me, it still hurts. Um, but that he'd be traded and the only thing we'd be getting back in return is Chris Paul. I think that is uh plot. Yeah. Test. That is something. And look, there had been some Chris Paul rumors circulating a couple of weeks ago. And they kind of, you know, nothing really came of them. And then since it's been like pretty like he's gonna go to an LA team, he's gonna go to an LA team. Like that's what <coughs> everyone's been saying. Um, and so I don't know how he ended up here. But to the people who are like, how does Steph feel about this? This does not happen without Steph's blessing, guys. Okay? Um, They had his blessing. (laughs) They had his blessing, and they probably had the blessing of the others, too. 
but most importantly, they had Steph's blessing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there's a few reasons for this trade. And before we get into like breaking down why the Warriors probably did this and the pros and the cons of it, you know, my initial reaction was like many. And look, not everyone dislikes this trade. So, but many in Subnation don't like the trade because Chris Paul is older. We got history with Chris Paul, you know, whether it's Lob City or the Rockets, you know, this team has a lot of history with Chris Paul. And then some people just never liked Chris Paul anyway as a player, you know, based on his antics and stuff. So, um, and then there was like a Chris Paul, you know, Steph thing for a while. So it's just, it's a lot to process him being on our team now and having to root for him. So, um, you know, so that, that we needed a little time. I know this news dropped a lot earlier today. Um, it's now 11.23 p.m. on the East Coast. This sort of dropped, I don't know, what time was it? Like midday today, Justin? Yeah. It dropped a little bit after 3 p.m. on the East Coast. So it was about a little afternoon on the West Coast. So right. it's been several hours and, um, you know, I've had some more time to process it, but process it. But my initial reaction was I was disgusted by this trade. <laughs> I was disgusted by it. And, and I'm going to be candid when I say I was largely disgusted by the trade because I don't like Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a fan of him. So that was my biggest reason. It was not about basketball or what he could potentially do or any of that. It was just like, I'm truly not a fan of him. And I didn't want him on my team. But that's subsided for me now a little bit. Um, and I do think we need to get into like the basketball stuff. But I do want to know, Justin, what was your initial reaction? Same exact thing. Well, for one, it's kind of like a like almost like a sadness for Jordan because just understanding the situation that led to this point, I do ultimately believe that he would have eventually have had to been moved anyway, regardless of the Draymond situation, just because of the money situation. Um, unless he had taken some type of major leap as a player that just made him so much better than Clay Thompson, that it would just be Clay Thompson that had to be moved. Um, which didn't happen. So I think Jordan was, was going to be moved regardless, but watching him grow from his rookie season to go into the G league in and out to becoming a player that helps him win a championship to being a, uh, whether people think he deserved a contract or not a hundred million dollar, you know, plus player. It's pretty gratifying to see that when you draft a player and they have that type of ascension to um, young stardom. So to see him be traded away is definitely a sad moment. Um, I mean, he's being traded to D.C. and I live in D.C., so I get to watch him play and continue to grow in person, which is cool for me, but sad as a, as a Warriors fan. But as far as Chris Paul, definitely the same initial thoughts. It's just like you've rooted against this guy for so long and you have mostly negative feelings towards the guy for his off the court or on the court antics and stuff and the rivalry that he's had with Steph and the Warriors for all those years. But like you said, after thinking about it, from a basketball standpoint, I do think it is an improvement just because he is more ready to contribute to winning um, in the role that is asked of him today than Jordan Poole is. Um, I think Jordan Poole needs a little bit more around him to be in position to help impact winning, kind of like 2022, whereas 
going forward, I don't think they'll have the roster that's quite as built like that. So you're going to need a little bit more veteran leadership. You're going to need a bit, a little bit more players that are not reliable, relying on other players around them to be effective. And I think Chris Paul is that. And then financially, it makes more sense as well because his contract is expiring next season. It's non-guaranteed. So it can be used in trades. It can be dumped if need be. So it's no long-term financial commitment to Chris Paul, who at this point is not necessarily the greatest asset. So um, I think objectively, it made sense as a trade. I do think people will want it, Jordan Poole to be traded for like a front court player because they needed front court help, but it didn't work out that way. And I think they still got some type of value back for him and a good player and a player that is, you know, objectively movable if need be after this season. So. Yeah, they definitely needed front court, but they did always need a backup point guard for Steph. Like this has been a thing. Mm -hmm. The problem is, can Chris Paul actually be a backup for Steph? You know, if, if, if you're only worried about getting him to the postseason, then sure. But who's going to be backing him up during the regular season, right? Because, I mean, if you're not – I mean, look, I, like I saw some graphic from ESPN with Chris Paul as like a potential – like part of the starting five. Like, no, I, I, he's coming off the bench would be my guess. Yeah. Sure. Um. So you're already going to have limited minutes coming off the bench. And I mean, he's the perfect person to be out there with Kaminga and whoever else they end up putting out there. Um, Gary, you know, he can definitely lob some stuff up to Gary. You know, he'll have some fun Mm -hmm. with Gary. Um, And Kaminga would definitely benefit with, you know, playing with Chris Paul. Um, So... But it's just, you know, like, look, obviously (laughs) they're a team that's equipped to manage him. And by manage him, I mean, like, how we managed Otto, you know. Um, But if you're managing him and if that's going to mean, like, he's not playing back-to-backs and it's going to mean this, it's going to mean that, you know, we don't know. So, you know, there's been some talk about Lester, you know, showing some promise. So I don't know, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do, but they still need some front court help. So my guess is they're going to try to get those with like the vet minimums because they don't, there's no other way to get anything else. Right. Unless they're going to do another trade. Right. And I, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking they're not going to trade Kaminga unless something great comes about, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not getting the sense that they're going to trade him, but I don't, who knows, you Mm. know? Um, But that's really their only other way to get another player. Right. Cause I mean, who else are they going to (laughs) trade? Right. And with Kaminga's contract, you just probably aren't going to get the value back for him that he already holds as a future piece. And as a current piece, he's making 6 million. Right. Like who out there is on a $6 million contract as a front court player. Right. That's going to help you win more than he can this season. So, yeah, you'd probably have to give up Moody and Kaminga, and that just makes no sense. So, I don't know. Have you taken a look to see what front court players are out there that could potentially go for a minimum? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a few. I mean, there's Sarich, there's Dario Sarich out there, there's 
Yuta Watanabe, who's kind of like a wing, but he's like 6'9". Um, really good shooter. I think he's a player that whether they had made this trade or not, they should be going after. I think he's probably should be number one on their list for vet minimum players because he can guard multiple positions. He can hit an open three. He's a smart player. I, I believe he's 28 or 29 years old. So he's like in his mental and physical prime for, for basketball. Um, other players that are out there, who knows if Mike Muscala is going to be waived by the Wizards or whatever the case may be is going to be going on with him. Um, Wayne Gabriel is another wing out there that used to play that played for the Lakers this past season. He might go back to the Lakers, but I think he'll be available in the minimum. There's a few out there that can be used. I mean, I think Juan might be end up getting waived. He could be available as well. So Juan Toscano Anderson. <laughs> yeah. No. It's not it's not the best group out there for vet minimums, to be honest. It's not ne- it never is because that's why they're on vet minimums, but yeah. We just I'm gonna sorry. have to wait and see who gets waived. I think I think it might improve based on who gets waived, but right now it's it's very few. I love Juan, but no, no, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate your love and support. Appreciate that you're an Oakland kid, but nah, we good. Right. Right, right. No. Um, they, they, Rollins is gone in that trade. So they freed up another roster spot. So let's just talk about how many roster spots they'll have, right? Like, cause you'll have Rollins. Dante's likely not coming back. Right. I think they have four available right now. Is that one of them dependent on Andre? That is dependent on Andre coming back or not. If he comes back, it, it drops to three. Jamichael's gone. Anthony Lamb hopefully is gone. Dante, we are expecting to be gone. So those are the those are four. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of this Chris Paul thing, too, had to do with clearing their books, right? So it's like it's a big risk. Mm-hmm. High risk. Potentially high reward. Yeah, I can't even say high reward, but high risk, <laughs> yes. Um, potential reward. <laughs> right. Um, but after this year, your books, but that's still another year of Steph's prime, you know, that you're fooling with. <laughs> so um, I'm not really sure that they had much better options. You know, I I saw our friends at Warriors Reddit tweet that, like, why couldn't we just wait for him to hit the buyout market? But he probably wouldn't have signed with the Warriors, right, if he hit the buyout market. Mm-hmm. And maybe they figured that as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Um, he's 100% going to one of the L.A. teams if they let him hit that market. Yeah. So this bastard gets to keep his money. Sorry. <laughs> he gets to keep his money <laughs> and potentially get a ring off steps back. In a way, it's kind of poetic because it's like, Chris Paul, you've been trying to battle Steph for all these years only to end up as his sidekick and you can't get a ring without Steph. So it would be a funny, funny storyline there. <laughs> I kind of hate it has to be this way, but in a way, it's kind of like, hmm, pretty funny considering their career arcs and how it, how it started and how it's going. 
Um, look, Chris Paul can at least be trusted to close out quarters, um, can be trusted not to turn the ball over, can be trusted to make smart decisions, mm-hmm. can be reliable at the mid-range, yeah. can settle things down, and, and honestly can draw fouls. Yeah. A lot of people have been talking about like how they're going to miss Jordan's rim pressure, and that's definitely the case. But Chris Paul, I think he makes up the gap a little bit with the lack of rim pressure with a mid-range shot and his ability to draw fouls and his ability to set guys up for lobs and dunks and stuff like that. So it's it's really dependent on if they knock out the remaining spots on the, on the roster, if they can get in some playable, usable front court players, guys that, that can hit the three, finish inside with some legit size. I think, you know, Chris Paul and Steph are just as equipped as anybody to make those players better than they actually are and get the most out of them. So I'm, I'm holding on before I'm like truly, truly reacting to how the roster looks. So we just going yeah, to so see the rest of the pieces. Yeah, exactly. But this is the most major move that's going to happen. So it's just a matter of they have to know they need front court players. They have to know that. Yeah. As of right now, PBJ and Looney are the only bigs on on contract oh, right now. I forgot about PBJ. Is he going to get playing time this year? We'll see who else they sign. If they Damn, sign, can't even get no playing time this year. I actually think he's good. That's the crazy thing. It's just I don't know if Steve will actually trust him to play. Um, and the thing is, like right now, as presently constructed, is Chris Paul and Gary Payton. They're both thirty plus years old in the in the second unit, and then it's Moody and Kaminga. So the question becomes: Do you? play pbj with that group it's another under 23 under 22 years old player or do you put somebody that's older in that group i think they're going to lean with somebody that's older more reliable which then pushes pbj into that 11th to 15th man so i, I doubt he gets a lot of minutes next season so we'll see but if something material materializes like where moody or Kaminga or both get moved then I can see PBJ get a little bit more minutes in the second unit because he would be the the only young guy essentially in the second unit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I see a lot of people reacting to the Warriors and what we did. You know, oh, Lakers going to love this. Da, da, da. I don't know why they think they team so damn good. <laughs> I, I really don't. They get all my nerves. Um, but I remember them reacting our the year that we won the championship. Oh, that's all they did. They playing. And we won. so, you know, I, like 
the core is still there. So the core is a good team. And we have to always remember that. It's just, it's no secret. I don't like Chris Paul. The amount of people that at me today was insanity. But, but Chris Paul is still a good player. Yeah. He's still a good player. He's still better than a lot of starting point guards, let alone backup point guards. So uh, I think if they had Chris Paul instead of Jordan this past playoffs, they probably beat the Lakers. You know what I mean? That's no disrespect to Jordan, obviously. I, I love Jordan, but I think even if Chris Paul's shot isn't falling, he just brings a baseline of playmaking, decision-making, stuff like that, that he can just still add positive impact out there where Jordan is just not ready yet in his career to be able to provide that stuff. So, For sure. Yeah. For sure. We'll just have to find a way. We'll have to find a way to... When the Warriors it. win, it's everybody A. Hey. <laughs> when the Warriors win, everybody getting props. But that guy, <laughs> and when they lose, it's his fucking fault. <laughs> Every game. But. Oh, man. Um, this was definitely a cap thing, though. It was definitely, you know, his contract is basically up, essentially. And after this year... Clay after this year and Jordan's gone. Their books are gonna be pretty good <laughs> yeah. after this year. I mean, I don't it, it doesn't seem like they're gonna extend Clay now. So it seems like his contract is gonna be taken care of at the end of the year. Oh so. yeah. Which means we probably get a pretty good version of Clay. Contract year, he's gonna be playing for some money. Same thing with Draymond this past year, even though he didn't have the best playoffs, he had a pretty good regular season. Um, so it's usually a good thing when guys are on one year and they're expiring. And you sort of hope all the Denver buzz and people now really acting like the Warriors are done and talking about future dynasties. But look at Denver already being impacted. Like they may not even have Bruce Brown next year. He's gone. Gone. I'd be surprised if they bring him back, to be honest. I don't think they have enough money. You mean all that stuff White Mike was talking? <laughs> that was the, the Hennessy coming out his pores. He said, we bring him back. <laughs> we bring this shit back. We bring this shit back. I love Mike. I love Mike. I love him too. But, yeah, but, I mean, look at them. They already feeling it. You ready? And, again, of course, you still have Jokic and Murray. But I'm just saying, like, that's how it starts. You losing – you know, a piece. Yeah, exactly. It, we kind of saw it already with GP2 last season. They ended up getting him back, but yeah, his absence was felt, um, even though they tried to replace him with Dante or just a different type of player. Um, and then Otto as well, obviously missed his contributions or just the value from what he brought. They didn't replace it. So it's hard to win and then continue to win. You, now, like I said, you have to. Otto's interesting because I think I saw a report the other day like that no one around the league is high on him. So I yeah. wonder if he gets cut at all. I mean, Toronto doesn't seem like the kind of team that would do that. Yeah, I don't think so either, but we'll see. What kind Maybe of deal did they sign him to when he went there? Uh, a one plus one, six million a year, I think, something like that. 
So he had a player option. He he accepted his player option, and he'll be back on contract with the Raptors next season for one more season. So I mean, they have the ability to waive him or you know get him off the books. I'm sure the Warriors wouldn't mind taking him back. I wouldn't either. A lot of people don't want him just because of the injury thing, and it's a legit concern. Like he's only played. He's only played – he's played 63 games for the Warriors, and he did a whole playoff run. He played eight games last year for the Raptors. He played 28 games the year before that. He played 14 games the year before that. So the Warriors are the only team he could put together any semblance of a healthy season for. <laughs> uh, is it luck? Got a chip out of it. You know what I'm saying? Is it, got a chip out of it. Is it luck? Is it Rick Celebrini? <laughs> <laughs> who knows maybe a little bit of both maybe a little bit of both I'll take him back though like I said we got four spots on that minimum I mean why not right I'll take a stab at it alright well I really have no clue who the Warriors are going to go after Um, our people were expecting me to be all rah-rah tonight oh, y'all for one I'm under the weather if you can't hear it I'm sick um, so I, I really don't have the capacity to do all of that. And what is that going to do anyway? He's on the squad, you know? So I really, I, I don't think Jordan has sunk in for me yet though. He unfollowed Draymond on Instagram pretty quickly. Yeah. He Just actually like, posted on Instagram before he got traded. I think he already knew. He posted on his story, like the three dots and like some background images or videos and stuff. So just sad. I just don't like the way a lot of Warriors fans treated him, mm-hmm. you know, going out. Like Jordan helped us win a championship. He helped us win a championship. And yeah, he had a bad playoffs. So his play. Yeah. I mean, you know? he's a young, he's a young he's player young. still getting better. Yeah. Still getting better. People just were out on him. I mean, this a lot of people are just reactionary. So, like, a lot of people were out on JP, Clay, Draymond. You know, that's just how people are wired. But Jordan Poole is going to be very good. Like, very good. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the Wizards and ends up peaking a little bit higher than Brad did. Like, I'm not penciling it in, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he's near 25 a game next season either. Um, he's that good of a player, that good of a scorer, offensive player. He just got a, a ways to go to learn how to lead a team and be one of those guys that you can rely upon to not make simple mistakes and stuff like that. And that's just – that comes with time and age. But he's a championship-level player. He's shown it already. He's won a chip. Like So people definitely should have paid him a little bit more respect um, and you know, just understand the situation. We knew he was going to be moved, but nobody wanted him to be moved for like really basketball reasons. It was just more so him and Draymond can't coexist, and it's his contract was more movable, his role was more replaceable than what Draymond brings as far as impact on winning. It was just he was more replaceable, but got to give respect to Jordan. He's done so many things for the for the team, 
had so many great moments, playoffs and regular season. So, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Jordan. Yeah, now you're making me sad. <laughs> I was like, I was sad. He's one of my favorite players. Like, so, and I mean, to be traded for one of my least favorite players of all time, I was kind of in disbelief for a long time. But nah, man, that shit really, I don't, it doesn't sit right with me. And I don't know. Like, I just I just don't know how I feel about all this because I just continue to feel like Dre just continues to do shit. And it's like he's rewarded for it. This is why when people talk about this contract he now has to get, I'm like, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I'm sorry. Y'all talking about $30 million a year for Dre? Who For what? That's not happening. Who's paying Dre that? No one. And I don't see why why do the Warriors need to overpay? Like, everyone keeps talking about that gives him leverage. What leverage? What leverage? There's no team. There's no contending team. Right. Unless he's trying to go to, like, Detroit, and he's not. We know that. And why would these – why would a team that's not contending want Draymond? Why would a team with a bunch of young guys want Draymond Green, who just punched a young guy on his own team? To come on, you know what I mean? The Wiseman thing didn't work out with Draymond. Obviously, the Jordan Poole thing didn't work out with Draymond. And there's even rumblings about, obviously, about other young guys. They just don't want a bunch of young guys on their team. He wants to win championships. He wants to finish out his career competing for championships while also making a good amount of money. And the only team that can do that for him is the Warriors. So he has no leverage, really. The only leverage he can get is if he goes out and finds a team that's willing to pay him a certain amount of money and he brings it back to the Warriors. Like, see, they're going to pay me. And the yeah, Warriors but then like, I, right. I call his bluff. Go. Go to that team. <laughs> He's not going. Right. He's not going. Uh, to me, anything more than $25 million is crazy. And to me, yeah. it, should not be, it should be like between twenty and $25 million, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I think he knows that. They put that thirty million up there just so they can kind of talk down from it, I think. But who's really offering them that? Stephen A. Really funny for putting that hundred million. Say he's worth a hundred million. Like, come on, dog. How much clutch paying him to say that? Right. Like, all right, man. We we get it. We get it. You want to get a nice little payday? You get your three years. Eighty. Seventy-five. Seventy. 75 is the max in <laughs> Right. So really it should be like 70 and some incentives get you to yeah. 75. Right. 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 So, so and like I, I do. I feel like because of what you cost this team, you owe some of that back anyway. Like, if you would have been a stellar, perfect player to this point, then sure. Mm-hmm. But look at what you've caused. Yeah, that's facts. Look at what you've caused. Yeah, he. I think, I mean, I think he understands the situation. He's just trying to milk the system a little bit. I don't think he has any intention of going anywhere else or even looking anywhere else. Um, also, I think he knows he needs to be on his best behavior from this point out. Why? What's going to happen to him? 
He can literally assault Nothing's going to happen to him, but I just think... And the coach will hope. come on the podcast with him, and they'll <laughs> taunt the teammate. I mean... At least I'm, I'm being hopeful. I, I don't say he thinks he, he feels like he needs to get his act in order, but I'm, I'm hopeful that he at least mature enough to not have another inf- incident like the ones that he's had in the past because he... At his big age, and that what the kids say nowadays. Of course not, because Kaminga would have knocked his ass somewhere. <laughs> he would have did that to Kaminga, and he ain't doing that to Steph, to Clay, to any of them other dudes. He ain't doing that to Andre. He not doing that to them. Loon would have even knocked his ass out. Okay, <laughs> he ain't doing that to nobody. Shout out to Loon. Who you gonna do that to, Ty Jerome? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Uh, Jordan, we love you here on Golden Spaces Pod. Justin, you out there, so you need to go cover him for a few games. He's going to bring the baddies in DC out. Please. I hate that stupid ass thing. First of all, (laughs) half the picks they show ain't even no baddies. No, that's facts, but it's gonna be legit baddies in DC. And yeah, it's never. But why do y'all think that like he don't like black women? I don't understand. They always show yeah, women crazy. who are not black. That's that crazy. shit annoys me. I mean, apparently he took Ice Spice out on a dinner on a on a date. So I think she had black. Maybe I don't know why Ice Spice. Yeah, are black, but I'm just saying it's like why? What? They only show yeah. They only show white. Always black. shit is annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> JP, JP. He's 24 years old. About to be 24 years old. It was the dumbest joke ever. I'm like, cut that bullshit out. Anyway. Chase don't annoy me. Um, oh, man. His birthday was three days ago. Man. Anyway, Jordan, we love you here. We wish you the best. Mm-hmm. I hope you drop like 45 on Draymond's head, but you, you still lose. But, you know... <laughs> Yeah, for real. Nah, man, I, you know, I'm going to be rooting for Jordan. He got a lifelong fan over here, for real. Facts. For real, man, I'm going to miss you. I love you. No more pool parties. I can't tweet about it no more. Yo, man, the shit is sad. It hurts my heart. You can still tweet about it, but. I know, but it won't be for the Warriors. Shit is whack, yo. We was talking about Jordan a couple of years ago. Like, this is going to be like OKC. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is what Dre ruined. This is what he ruined. Because of his fucking ego. Nah, yeah. man, we knew in 2021. People weren't, weren't trying to catch on. But we knew in 2021 what he was going to be. He's turning into that player. There's some growing pains. But ultimately, I think his trajectory is stardom um and he will be worth that contract that he got a lot of people don't think he is i think he will show that he is worth that and oh i cannot wait i cannot wait the nerve of the ringer to put 125 players ahead of him and then make a note of it to make sure it was known at the end funny thing is they put dylan brooks at the 125th spot like, are we serious? 
he literally just outplayed Dylan Brooks in the playoffs like less than a calendar year ago. Just silliness. <laughs> it was just silliness. Like, there are okay. not 125 players in the NBA better than Jordan Poole. Thank and, you. like, you cannot base that all on his postseason. Like, those 125 players that you put all ahead of him did not all have better regular seasons than him. And some of them dudes were not even in the playoffs. Right. And some of them that were in the playoffs did not have better playoffs than him, and his playoffs was pretty bad. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Let's move on. We got a draft pick. We got a draft pick. So let's talk about it. 